Welcome to Real Politic BJJ. Uh, this is our first episode. We're brought to you by Smith BJJ. Smith BJJ is owned by our very own Philip Smith. He's a third degree black belt under the legendary Roberto Travin. He runs a 4,000 square foot academy in McDonough, Georgia. That's a lot of mat space, guys. You got a lot of mat space there. Uh, so please come check him out. Uh, you can go to his website, smithbjj.com, and get all the info on how to get a hold of those fellows. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Spool Drive, Inc. That's my company. What is Spool Drive? Spool Drive is a multimedia company. Do you need video editing? Do you need uh, an event recorded? Need graphics? Need a headshot? We do all of that. Um, if you want a podcast just like this one, we do that. Uh, we have state of our state of the art equipment, uh, over a decade of experience in the entertainment industry, and uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Spool Drive Inc. and uh, SpoolDrive.com should be up. So that's S P O O L D R I V E dot com. Um, if you'd like to sponsor us, please go to realpoliticbjj.com. That's R-E-A-L-P-O-L-I-T-I-K-B-J-J.com. You can contact us. Uh, Philip and I would love to hear from you and uh, help keep this thing growing. All right. So today, Philip and I, uh, we go for what we're going to call this podcast. Uh, you know, it's the first one, trying to get our legs up under us. Uh, we go over Battle of the Blues, which is the NFC event that when this hits the internet, which should be today... Uh, it will be the week of the Battle of the Blues, even though we recorded this a couple weeks ago. Uh, please go check them out at NFC, nfcfight.com, I believe. Um, we also go over Phillip's early BJJ days and his 9-11 story. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And uh, so here we go. Thanks. Definitely not the jack-off hour with Raw Dogs, Phil and Barry. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely rolling. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> Welcome to Real Politics BJJ. Please join your host, Philip Smith and Barry Murphy, as they discuss Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and political events around the country. This is Real Politics BJJ. Hello, everyone. It's Podcast 0001. It's June 2nd. And um, we don't know what we're going to call this, so that's kind of how we're going to kick this off is trying to figure out what do we call this podcast. I really just, I just look at it this way. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a, a national catastrophe. And we just got back to jujitsu. We just got back to jujitsu, right? So, um, something with jujitsu. Absolutely jujitsu. Roll dogs. Roll dogs. Are we dogs? No, are we dogs? We definitely roll. I like dogs. I like dogs. I like dogs too. Um, I got a poodle. Um, so <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm Philip. I've been um, training jujitsu for uh, a pretty good bit, and um, Barry trains with me. Uh, we train at Smith BJJ uh, down in McDonough. Um, yeah, I tell you, and um, Atlanta's become a pretty good, pretty good place for jujitsu now. You know, um, especially before all this COVID stuff, uh, we started having a lot of tournaments in the area. Uh, a lot of schools are developing. You know, Bruno Frazado was going to open up uh, Autos in Marietta. Um, is that better? Yeah, I got to get you square away there, bud. Keep moving. It's okay, though. There you go. Okay. So what we have is... Uh, you know, Bruno Frazado now is in uh, Atos Marietta. 
so he was opening up right when all this kind of stuff uh, kind of hit. So now that everybody's opening back up, getting back to normal, uh, it's really good to see if uh, we can all get back on the the mat together and have more competitions and stuff like that. Because I think that we were really thriving there for a second. And then it all just came to a... Speaking of what's stopping, uh, what's up with IBJJF right now? Like, what are they yeah. saying? Yeah. So, you, you know, you saw the announcement, uh, just like I did in social media. It, it looks like they canceled the 2020 season. And uh, I'm, 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 you know, right now uh, you have smaller venues, uh, New Breed, uh, some of these other ones. You still have the Fight to Wins. It seems like those are getting real popular. We got something this weekend, right? Isn't something Fight to Win or something this weekend? What do we got? Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Yeah, it's Gordon Ryan versus Kyle, right? Yeah. Is that that's this weekend, right? And then uh, which it's on the undercard too. Uh, Nikki Ryan's on it, and so is um, who was that that I saw that was on the card that's going to be on June fifth? Yep. That's that's uh, going yeah. down this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is what we need. I mean, we need. To get back to some sense of normalcy, we need to get back to sports arena. We need to get back to competition um, as, as soon as possible. You know, um, I, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna help a lot. Uh, it's gonna help a lot of jujitsu places. It's gonna help a lot of people. Um, remember, you know, it's funny. You always coin the phrase. We always used to say, "Oh yeah, man, don't worry. Jujitsu is uh, cheaper than therapy." <laughs> Right, it's it's cheaper than counseling. It's cheaper than therapy. It's cheaper than than all this other stuff. So, you know, it, it, it really is if you really think about it, and it really is something that people need. You know, it's essential. Yeah, no, it helps me out. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, the thing that was interesting for me that I found unique about this situation is that this was really a first time where nobody had the right answer of what to do. So when everything started to happen, you know, they start to close things down, gyms start to shut down across the country. We're kind of looking to say, Hey, so what, uh, what do we do? What do we do in jujitsu? What do we, who's going to do what? And, uh, I tell you, man, the best, the best advice I got was, you know, you know what's best for your academy. You know your people. You know your community. It's your, you know what I mean? Um, that really struck home because it was kind of scary there coming back. Have to do solo drills, right? Can you imagine? That sucks. Can you imagine a class that's an hour and a half of solo drills? No. That's a lot of bridging. Can you imagine? <laughs> I could do a- like 360 bridge, 180 bridge, quarter bridge. I mean, think about it. It's a nightmare. It's a lot of bridging. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was thinking of going old school, going to gymnastica natural. And I was like, man, I was, uh, I was talking to master Gordo and I was like, man, so what do I, you know, am I going to do this for 40 minutes or, or an hour? He's like, no, no, no. You only got to do 40 minutes, 40 minutes. So I was, I was really dreading that, man. I was really dreading the, the staying in one spot and doing that. And so I'm just, I'm just very thankful for being, having the opportunity to be open right now and to be, to be training, um, and to get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, I think it's good. Uh, it's good for me. It helps me. 
it helps me uh, with my other careers. It helps me with uh, just being able to just handle stress. And I know it helps a lot of the guys there that train with us. I'm, I'm actually kind of bummed, though, about not being able to compete because I was just getting into competing. And I'm still very early in my jujitsu journey. Yeah, man, um, I'm kind of bummed. I'm, I'm kind of bummed, too, because um, we, you know, we were on a roll there in terms of competitions in this area. Like within the southeast, easily within a, a one to three hour drive, you could have done at least, I want to say, five or six tournaments within a three hour drive. Um throughout the year starting out so it's, it's like we were busy with tournaments we had tournament after tournament after tournament after tournament and so now i guess we're coming back and so what does coming back look like how long is it going to be you know how long is it going to be before we have a major tournament again it looks like what it's what we have here is the this is fight to win right or who's number one right i mean what's what's there's so many different ones now this well, is fight to win there were gordon ryan's fighting in yeah but but as far as locally though, yeah, locally we got um, oh shout out NFC. We got a blue belt tournament coming up. Yeah, the the battle of the blues. The battle of the blues, man. So let's check this out. So let's go to NFC. That's not is it? No, no, no NFC. No NFC fighting. NFC and then NFC BJJ. No NFC just I don't know. Just type it in Google. Powerful Google. Hey, Pewter. Look hey, up Peter. NFC Jiu-Jitsu. NFCfighting.com. For yeah. Uninitiated. Yeah. All right. So the Battle of the Blues is June 27th. I think we can see who's on it, man. I. So what I did to figure out who is going on is just went to like I was going to register. Uh-huh. And then you can kind of go down through there and. There was a way, though, yeah, registrations, bracket, and schedule. I don't think they got the brackets yet. I don't think they have the brackets out, but here's who is who. Okay, so let's look. Um, so here's what they got. They got um, two absolute divisions, uh, 175 below, 175 above, and it's blue belt. And then they have a women's blue belt, too, it looks like. Yeah, so... The women's blue belt just absolute. Yeah, so let's look at uh, the under 175s. Let's look at them. So there's some that aren't associated with anybody. You have a few. Okay, so I see Gracie Baja. Okay, so I see Team Octopus, Travin. George Stevens, that kid right there, Alliance Greenville, George Stevens is a monster. He is going to be a superstar. Um, looking at, yeah, Juan, Juan's, uh, team Roberto Travin. Yep. Um, our, I don't our know. boy guy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Shout out to, uh, Guy Ficker. Guy Ficker is going and him and Alex Tate are going to represent Smith BJJ. Um, I actually am very proud of Guy cause I just gave him his blue. Yeah, he's only had his blue belt a week now. Yeah, so here we go. First real test for Guy. 
Um, I think um, I think he'll do fine. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one that I think is a dark horse in this bracket that a lot of people probably aren't even paying attention to. Skyler Benson. Oh, Skyler. No Academy USA there. No Academy USA. We know he's Wolf Hunter uh, Jiu Jitsu Club. So, uh, but uh, for some reason, it says No Academy USA. Uh, they'll fix that. Watch those ankles, kids. Watch those ankles, people. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all think it's fun and games. All right. No, so Skyler's t- he's tough. Man. Yeah, he is a tough. See, the the thing that makes him the, the thing that I think that it makes him a dark horse is because it doesn't matter like if you're 175 and you outweigh him or anything else, he'll he'll kind of adapt to you. Yeah. And then once he gets going, he he gets his his flow going. He's he's gonna he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. See, I I don't know any of these others. Um, what does that say? Brandon Mitchell scramble BJJ and Westwood. So I know George Stevens. I seen he's a, he's a kid, and now he's getting, he's you know I don't know how old he is now, but I know that he's who which one George, George St- Stevens Alliance oh, I can, Greenville. I can tell you how old he is. He'll tell you on his, his little. Yeah, so I seen him before compete. Two thousand three, uh, just a baby. Seventeen, yeah. So I've seen him compete before, and um, he looks, he looks, he looks really good. And he trains with Hoffa, and uh, Hoffa's a really, really good, really good trainer. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! There we go. Pedro Sauer, Brendan Boyd. Brendan Boyd is a very talented uh, blue belt as well. Um, there we go. So yeah, so one seventy five and below. All right, so let's see who's who is one seventy five and over. That's a big bracket, man. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of a lot of weight there. <laughs> that's a lot of weight, bro. Because I know a couple of these guys are well weighing a solid two fifty, two sixty. Oof. Can you imagine? Yeah, oh, that's a lot of guy to have on top of you. It's a lot of guy. Um, <laughs> scroll, scroll. Well, look at this, Michael. Michael USA from Michael. Michael. Yeah, he's he's just representing himself there. I love it. Powerful Michael. Michael. The powerful Michael. Michael. He's forty. Yeah, he's got some. Michael. Michael's there. doing it. Scroll down. I don't know who Gary Hogg is, but I know Pete Snyder, so it's going to be solid. Um, let's uh, let's see X three. Sebastian Marigelli, Charlotte, Tyler Decker. I don't know. I think I know DJ Wilson and Scrolla. Evan Green. Evan Green. Yep. Yeah. Evan Green trains with uh, Tribe Atlanta with Hanyetti RP. Um, I rolled with Joey Drummond like two weeks ago. Joey Drummond. Worse. Yes. Team Roberto Travis. He trains in independent, right? Yep. Yeah, so he's yeah he's a bigger guy, independent. Two fifty five. Two fifty five. He fought Muhammad at uh, Fuji, right? Was that him? Remember Muhammad? No, I don't remember. I didn't. I, I, don't, I don't remember that fight. Um, not no. He he didn't go by Muhammad. He went by Daryl. Derek. Derek. Oh, did he he went against Derek. Yeah, he went against Derek. And Derek and Fuji. won, though. Derek won. Yeah, Derek, Derek. Derek was talented. Derek was talented, but I would say Joey has probably come along a little bit since then. Oh, yeah. No, no. I haven't seen I haven't seen Derek. Derek um, Derek got busy with work. and Yeah, Derek's gone. So, but Joey's, Joey's solid. Yeah. I rolled him a couple weeks ago. He, was, he felt good. That's um, what's interesting. So you got, I wonder... 
I wish we could see the other's weights so we could see. Because I know, I think DJ Wilson's walking around at like 205, 210. I, I've trained might, with him before. It doesn't tell you their weight. It tells you their affiliation, um, age, and stuff like that. Oh, that's Kevin's guy, Josh. No, no, yeah, no. That's back. the football player. Yeah. Josh yes. Hall. Yes. yes. Tall dude. He's like 6'4. Yes. 220 ish, 210 ish, somewhere in there. He did pretty good, man. He's done pretty good in in his uh, competition tournaments, man. He he might be another another one of these dark horses. And then you know, train with Kevin, man. So you know he's going to be solid. It's very athletic. Oh God, not only athletic, just just and he's brutal. young, twenty two. He's young, twenty two, and then having Kevin on top of you all the time. Yeah. Seriously, he'll yeah. get you squared away. Yeah. Man, this is going to be exciting. So, so I, I'm confused. So, is this going to be just like the NFC fights? Are they going to be right there in front of everybody on the stage? No, center it's, stage. It's not at center stage. It's at oh, where's the name of this place? Information. They're having it at elite. It currently says it's at elite. Elite Edge, Edge, Fitness, Edge Fitness. Fitness, which is downtown Atlanta. Uh, that's the, uh, I think that's the guy that trains with Alliance. One oh. of the trainers. Yeah. yeah. He trains, he trains with the Leo. He trains, Leo trains there. Leo Noguera. Yeah. So, you know, what I want to get out of this is just, you know, sharing our community of jujitsu and, uh, promote the Atlanta, uh, Brazilian jujitsu scene. We have a lot of talent here. Um, and a lot of dynamics uh, in Atlanta. And I think that, I, I just think that Atlanta needs to be represented more in the, um, just in the, in the, in the bigger stage, you know? Um, I think we need to get, the West Coast is good. I can't take anything away. And I can't take away anything from South Florida either. But, but what, what has happened in the Atlanta area is, is very good sign of uh, things to come. Uh, jiu-jitsu is growing and not only is it growing but we have different styles coming here we have different people and then i, I like the idea that the community is is just training with each other you know we're all just going wherever you know oh yeah there's it's there's you can drop in anywhere i don't i, I, I do it a lot you know i don't i, mean, I don't get any feet I, you know it's never, never an issue yeah i and i think that's i think that's a i think that's a solid solid step for the sport, and I think it's a solid step for just us in Georgia. Uh, we're 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 kind of blessed. Like I said, man, we're it's almost like we're the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think about it. We'll let jujitsu be the front line on this pandemic. We'll let you know if stuff hits the fan, right? Uh, the numbers are going down, thankfully. They are going down. That's a beautiful thing. That is a very beautiful thing. And and you know what? God awful people talk about Georgia weather. Maybe it was the weather. <laughs> I mean, maybe for once in our lives we'd be like, man, thank God for Georgia's god awful weather. Thank God it's already ninety and it's already ninety now. Ninety percent humidity. Ninety percent humidity. <laughs> you know. I mean, there's just something to say because we had a, we just had tough weather. I mean, it's like three months of just rain it and rained just, and you know, it was from like November uh, all the way to like March. I feel like I was in a black and white movie the whole time for like three months. <laughs> you know, I just, it, everything just, it just overcast skies. I need to see the sky. I need, I need nature. Yeah. It was, it was, it was some funkiness. And then yeah. we got locked in the house. And then we got locked in the house. That was crazy. Did you train jujitsu? 
When I was locked in the house? When you were locked in the house. A little bit. I would go out there and uh, I'd take my heavy bag and sweep it. and Had a couple people come by. Oh. Yeah. So you broke, you I'm, broke protocol. N- n- not, no. No. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Only a couple of times. Only a couple of times. Over like six well, weeks. Well, yeah. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm guilty as well. You know, I, um, I seen you beating up the kids. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I had to clean the academy a lot. <laughs> so, but you know, and it puts a lot of things in perspective. One for me, it this, this, this nice little break. Hold on. Excuse me. <coughs> Not Corona. Not Corona. Ah, don't let the Rona get you. Um, this break has been good for me is because I actually didn't realize how busy of a life I was until I was at home. <laughs> now that I was at home all this time with my family and being able to spend time with them, it really, it really helped us. We all connected. Um, we watch movies together. We're just doing stuff together. Um, that. I really, really appreciated and liked. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, I guess the way I handle stress, the way that I handle things is try to get back to some sense of normalcy. You know, we got to we got to carry on. We got to we got to keep going. We're down, but we're not out. That's kind of my mentality. So. As soon as I can get us back to some sense of normalcy, it's kind of a small victory. Because think about it. Tonight before I got here, I got done training. I probably trained 50 minutes straight. Two rounds of 10 minutes, uh, guard passing drills, and then just roll eight-minute rounds, you know, over and over again with different people. And I feel great. I feel wonderful I mean I just my body feels good and then last night doing the yoga just I love yoga night I love yoga night <laughs> I, I just I mean I'll, I'll train and then I'll get the stretch in and I just uh, I really just that that's 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 my downtime that's my that's my go-to time and so it really is important to see the bigger things in life and the bigger things are just the people that we have together, we train together and the time that we're together, push each other, try to get better, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I've always, I always been, I've always been the proponent uh, to say that, you know, jujitsu has a really positive effect on people's lives. Jujitsu has saved a lot of people in this country, brother. Jujitsu has put a lot of people, pulled a lot of people out of poverty. You know, jujitsu has really given people, direction um you know so discipline discipline so i hope what we can get out of this podcast is also uh, maybe just tell the story that's what i think that's what we're missing is someone to tell the story um and i've been around the area for a bit for 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 a good minute man um and i've i've, I've seen it and um it's it's quite a story um and it's not a bad story and it's not it's not anybody's bad or good. It's just, it's, it's an interesting story. And, um, I think that Atlanta has a great story to tell 
especially in jujitsu, there's so much, so much talent uh, in the Atlanta area. Um, so I'm really, really glad to be a part of that. I'm really glad to have a school in the South side, um, and not just the Atlanta area, but also Georgia. Um, okay. You go there, you're gonna find pockets, man. Um, find pockets of it in Savannah. You got middle Georgia, you got Bubby, you got Cole. Um, I mean, to go down and see Bubby and do some wrestling with him. Have you seen his haircut? No. Can you pull it up? Maybe. I'd love to say it. You ready for this? Pull that shit up, Barry. <laughs> what do you say? Pull that shit up, Jamie. Right? Uh, let's see. Now, dude, this is something that is just remarkable. Check out this dude's hair. Oh, Jesus. I love it. I don't... Why did they change this? I don't know. Okay. What is, what, what's the name of the... Uh, what's his academy's uh, called? I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Rush. Oh, yes, Rush MMA. Rush. I don't think he's going to have his haircut, though. I think this is just for. I think this is just for Rona, or he's growing it out, but it looks uh, it looks cool, man. It's like something out of the 80s. Oh, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. Oh. Sorry, Bubby. It's okay. He's a cool dude, though, man. And you know what? He's an OG. He's like original, like back in the day. Um, that's why I was saying a lot of times that a lot of people don't realize jujitsu is, it's like goes into submission wrestling. It goes into the, the academies back in the day competing. There submission. Goes. Yeah. Check it out. There you go. Yeah, man. Look at that. It's got the perm going. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> He's too funny, man. That is an awesome dude, man. That hair looks wet even when it's not wet. It looks wet when it's not wet. <laughs> Look at that. That's I love epic. his tats, too. He's got cool tats. So that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, you got pockets of good, good talent um, across Georgia. So we got uh, Athens, Columbus. I mean, you, you, got, you got some good talent across everywhere. So, I, I, you know, I think that sometimes the narrative is missed or sometimes the history is not told or not told the right way. We're maybe not from a non-biased perspective, you know, because everybody has biasness in, uh, towards interpretation of things. So I don't know, man, maybe this podcast can do that or maybe we just shoot the shit, Barry. Yeah. What are we going to call the podcast? We're still like, um, we got it off in a tangent there. I think it needs to be something that describes us, but I don't know. But what fits? Maybe not. Maybe a joke. I don't know. I don't know. Flow state. I don't like flow state. I'm not digging flow state. I'm not digging flow state. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm. I'm six foot two, two hundred fifty pounds. Flow state isn't something that I do a lot of. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like, we, we don't really do a lot of flowing. I'm not, um, built, I'm not built for flowing, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not built for flowing, bro. <laughs> Smashing. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Hey, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Maybe. But, you know... <sighs> I also want to give praise where praise is due uh, for leadership. And one thing that I learned about this was that I saw a lot of good, good things from the jujitsu community um, that was important because you see that everybody was taking it very serious. 
taking it uh, serious to keep the the place clean, nice, sanitary for their students and safe. And, you know, I, I know I talked about the solo drills and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody has their opinion. And, you know, again, it's the world according to Philip, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just a I'm just a knuckle dragger, you know. I just I just train jujitsu, man. That's really what I do. Well, let's talk about. It. Let's get to know Philip because, you know, I've I've known you for a few years, so I know you now. But, you know, you got you got some background. You've done some things. Um, you know, I've um, I've I've done some things. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, for, for me, for me, I look at it like this. Um. I've been placed in a unique uh, opportunity or placed in a unique situation. I just happened to start doing jujitsu at age seven, 16. And then I turned 17 and I started training with Jacques Array when he moved to Atlanta. Traveling from Warner Robins to go to Sandy Springs uh, back and forth as a high school student. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine letting, can you imagine letting your son go travel 110 miles there 110 miles back from Warner Rob from uh, Kathleen Georgia to Sandy Springs to go train with to go train with a guy named Jacaray who's from Brazil legit. doing a sport legit no no yeah straight <laughs> up legit brother uh, doing a sport where you're wrestling on the ground and it's kind of the stuff that you see at video warehouse tapes or blockbusters when you watch the UFC. You know, this is the 90s, man. Think about the mentality. Think about your mom back then. My mom is like, as long as I made good grades, as long as I did, you know, my part, she she supported it. But I tell you, it was it was good because jujitsu gave me gave me direction too. you know, jujitsu helped me a lot. Did mom think you were doing karate? I think so. Uh, I think it's funny. Uh, it's like a meme, you know, uh, what, what I do, what my friends think I do, what my parents think I do, et cetera, what I really do. Uh, that's definitely explaining jujitsu to everybody in the nineties <laughs> without imagine. a doubt, bro. Without in the a 90s, doubt. No one knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew they, you would say, Hey, it's kind of like, you know, hoist Gracie, you watch Gracie family. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Vito warehouse, bro. Yeah. We saw it. Yeah. We went blockbuster and got UFC too. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This, you know, and then it's funny because before you didn't know jujitsu and you wrestle with your friends cause you watch UFC. So we would watch UFC and we'd wrestle, but we didn't know what we were doing. Grabbing each other by the neck, just squeezing. Someone gets pissed off because someone held the choke too long or whatever, you know. But then when you start training, you actually train jujitsu and you actually train with someone like Jacare. Yeah. The crazy part's like to think that, you know, you get to like blue belt level at that time. Yeah. And just go around and just hug on people. Oh, it was like murder. Everybody, everybody that wanted to wrestle you before don't want to wrestle you anymore. <laughs> you have no partners to wrestle with. So what I would do is I would basically train with Jacques Ray one to three times a week, mainly towards the three times a week when I was getting to be a senior. And the other days I would go to the base gym and I'd be on the racquetball court and I'd just grab some kind of airman or somebody and we drill 
triangles or something for an hour. Someone who had no clue. Someone who had no clue. Hey, bro, put this on. Boom, 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 boom. Choke, 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 choke. <laughs> I actually made friends with one guy that uh, started meeting me in the mornings to train. And so we drill. So whatever Jock Ray showed me, I drill the next day. And so then I graduate high school on a Saturday. I move out on Sunday to Atlanta. Dad said, get out. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Philip said, get out. Philip said, I got to go train. Now I got to go do jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. That's beautiful. Yeah. So then I went from training three times a week to a days. It's, it's addicting. I was doing five days, six days a week, two a days. Jiu-jitsu is so addicting. I remember, you know, cause I only had like two geese. And cause back then it's in the nineties. You can't really just go online and buy a geese. <laughs> Right. And Krugens was the gi that everybody was using. It was like the greatest gi, man. It was the best 90s gi. Best yeah. 90s gi by far is Krugens. So you're, you're. Shout out to Viking. You wash it as soon as you get home. Oh my God. I would wash it as soon as I get home. Hope to God it was dry. Hope to God it was dry. <laughs> and it got to a point where it was so bad that you would wash it and it would smell okay, fine. But then when you start wearing it and that first five minutes of sweat starts going in and it opens up the pores back in the, uh, just smell God awful. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't do that anymore, man. This is the nineties, right? <laughs> so we've been, we've been, we've been worried about these communicable diseases for a while here in jujitsu. So, um, yeah, you know, um, things got better obviously. And so now they have, you know, everybody can buy a gi now, but back then you really couldn't. I also remember this too. We, um, when Fabio came up to promote everybody to Blue Belt, because Jacare was stuck in Brazil. So Fabio had to come up and promote everybody. So when we got our Blue Belt, uh, there's no place to go buy a Blue Belt, right? There's no, you don't want to wear a karate belt. You want to wear a light Blue Belt. You want to be, you know, just what they wear in Brazil. That's what, that's what it, was this, it was the kind of thing, you know? So uh, after we got promoted to Blue, man, um, we took Rit. Uh, that you get at uh, Walmart, the dye, the blue dye, the blue dye, yeah. and just dyed, dyed the belt. So you oh. dyed your white belt blue. That's how you got your blue belt at Jacare's in 1997. That's awesome, though. That is awesome, That's isn't awesome. it? It's really neat because so Jacare went back to Brazil, and I don't know why he went back to Brazil, but something happened where he was just stuck, you know, uh, and he couldn't come back for a second. And it was some kind of something with, with going on his immigration. So he had uh, Fabio come up uh, to see everybody and to train with everybody and then, then promote everybody. So that was definitely the first time I met uh, Fabio, Fabio Gurgel, a very, very, very well-renowned, a world-renowned jiu-jitsu guy. So... Um, but uh, yeah, Fabio promoted everybody to blue. Geraldo Boone, another of another Atlanta gym that was uh, part of the early uh, MMA in Atlanta. Uh, he was uh, running the show. He was running the camp. He was running uh, Jock Ray's place while Jock Ray was in Brazil. He was a student of Alexandre Paiva. How long did it take you to get your blue belt? Again, I it took me seven or eight months, I think. Um, but 
that's different too, because I was training all the time and, and really focusing on, you know, you know what I mean? Drill, 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 drill. I didn't, I didn't do it as a hobbyist. Like I can just put this down and pick it back up. Yeah. Five no, days I, and I now. saw you rolling as a blue belt. I've seen the video and you're phenomenal as a blue belt. I'm not living in the past, Barry. <laughs> I'm not living in the past. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. You look great as a blue belt. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's very, I'm very proud of that. I'm going to show that for like another 20 years and, and try and sell DVDs off of it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I look at it like this, man. It's a journey and I am still on this journey and I'm having a great time. No, I'm, I'm just trying I'm, to get a timeline. So you, you move up there, you, you move to Atlanta so you can train full time. Oh, so you're on a timeline. Yeah. I'm trying to, we're trying to get the store together. Oh, okay. So I get my blue belt. From Jock, uh, from Fabio, and uh, he comes up, gives it to everybody. So then, so then, I still train because I moved up to Atlanta, and I get my purple belt right around two thousand. It's a big step. Purple belt's a big deal. Purple belt was a big deal back then. It was a real big deal. Yeah, it's different. Now there weren't that many purple belts around back. In there 2000. wasn't. There wasn't. But the first one to get from Jacare, the first American to get the purple belt from Jacare was actually Paul Creighton. Shout out to Paul. Creighton MMA, isn't it? Creighton MMA. Yeah. yeah. Paul's a black belt under Henzo, uh, UFC vet. You know, so um, he was also on the uh, competition team uh, at Jacare's too at that time. Really good training partner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we got, got promoted to purple and, um, then life happened Barry. What kind of life happened, buddy? I got married. Oh, Hey, I know. So I had to get a job. <laughs> I had to get a job and, uh, really look at the thing called a career. All so. Right. I didn't, I couldn't like, they're like, my parents are like, we're, we're very proud of you because you're really good at jujitsu, but like, <laughs> but we don't know what that is. We think you're breaking boards and stuff. And I mean, we, we really want you to learn how to, you know, <laughs> become a successful adult. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I just, I just fell in love with, um, college being in college, man. I went back to school. That's cool. Sat in my first class, which happened to be political science 101. American government. That's kind of funny. I know. Did and you I, know what you wanted to do? Like right off the rip? Did you know where, what your track was going to be? Or you just actually, kinda... I wanted, actually, I wanted to be a lawyer. Ooh. Right. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I feel a calling. I can do, I can, I can do this. I can, you know, and, and, and then, then I actually learned about what lawyers actually do and how hard it is, how not hard, but how just painstakingly technical it can get. Oh yeah. And just hours and hours and hours. And like, I mean, so I just decided that was not for me and I kind of really liked, I kind of really liked political science international relations. Um, and you know, 
I mean, I was in college when 9-11 happened. So I really, from that point on, I got into terrorism. Do you remember the day 9-11 happened? So I, I remember exactly where I was the moment I found out about it. Yeah? I was in U.S. history class. Really? Yep. Where at? Uh, that was at Stars Mill High School. Mm, Stars Mill. Yeah, Peachtree City. Peachtree City. Yes, sir. Nice. That's, and, uh, that's a very good school. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was a nice school. Yeah. Enjoyed it there. It was good times. Right on. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually I was actually in art class at Georgia Perimeter College at Dunwoody Campus. Georgia Perimeter College. Georgia Now it's Georgia State University. No, it's Georgia Perimeter at Georgia State University. Did they, did, when did they change that? That was recent. GSU took over, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I had one of those pagers that had the little text. Like, I was, dude, that was I was hot and popping back then. I mean, this is 2001, bro. If you had a pager that could read off like news headlines for you, you're legit, right? So I had a pager and it said, plane hit WTC. And I was like, WTF? What is WTC? What is WTC? I'm sitting here just trying to get through this class. And, um, then it says America under attack. And I was like, what? So we, we, we just ended the class and we start walking and we go over to the student center and you know, it's per- perimeters, uh, had this, those old TVs that kind of stood up on their own with the big back in them that was really popular there for a second, but now it's like a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, they had one of those, it's like 50 inch or something. And so, um, Everybody was in this room. The room could probably hold maybe, maybe a classroom of 30 people. There was probably 100 people in there watching CNN, the replay, the plane hitting, boom and boom. And people were like, and so they canceled uh, the rest of the classes that day. And so we went home. So I went home and I was glued. Um, I was glued to the screen to see what was going on. And in the back of my mind, you know, we still had, I still had, I still had a class the next day. And I was thinking like things were going to be different, you know, you just show up to class or if maybe there's not class or whatever. And sure enough, man, the professor, my history professor, Thomas Graham, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it because it was the day after 9-11. You had a national catastrophe. And I remember because he had brand new pants he got. You know how I remember they were brand new? It's because he still had the tag on the back of his pants. So I had to tell him, hey, brother, you, know, you got, you know, tag. Hey, I'm not going to let the guy walk around with tag on the back of his pants. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing, you know? So, but he had a stack of papers in his hand and it was a test. We were supposed to do this map test. This map test was just ridiculous. It's like, it's just the map of the world. Like where's this river at? And you know, it's like, it's, it's insane. So it's just ridiculous, but it was on the syllabus for September 12th. So he was showing up with it and still doing it. I show up cause it's first thing in the morning, 8 a.m. class, 8:30 class we're, the campus is a ghost town completely no one's there i go in a building and there's there's two rooms 
One of them is Graham's. The other one, I think, was a math teacher. So no one was there. And then I go in there, and it's just like only a few people are coming in, you know. He stood up in front of the room, and he says, I remember where I was when Kennedy was killed. Yesterday, you could remember where you were. And then he passed out the test. (laughs) Savage. (laughs) Definitely savage. (laughs) Take this geography test. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that so much that I failed the hell out of that test. (laughs) I bombed that test. But... The, the, the failing the test, that none of that mattered. What mattered, that instilled into me one thing. In the face of a catastrophe, we got to carry on. Just keep moving, buddy. You got to keep moving. Here's your test. Never quit. Never quit. We're down, but we're not out. So that's something I try to carry with me to try and teach to my students. And I tell that story every, every day on 9-11. That's your 9-11 story. That's my 9-11 story. Yeah, so um, I'm really uh, um, I'm really excited about this uh, podcast. I would like to have guests. Absolutely. I'd like to bring guests on. And I would like to come up with a way that we can have people follow us. Maybe have a Twitter account or... Oh, goodness. Something. Some social media. Some social media so that we can communicate and give the people what they want. We gotta figure out what we're gonna call our podcast. The no name jujitsu podcast. Um Is it jujitsu? Is it jujitsu? I like jujitsu. I like jujitsu too. I think I think it needs to be something with jujitsu because I think it needs to be something with jujitsu. Because jujitsu is the gentle art. So it's the way of combat, the gentle way, you know? So Hmm. But I like politics too. See, I don't, I'm not a big politics guy. I'm a world politics guy. That's a lot to keep up with. It's too much to keep up with. It's way too much to keep up with. Yeah. Um, are you a car guy? Definitely a car guy. Okay. Love cars. Yeah. What you driving? Nothing very impressive at the moment. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. My 2008 Honda Accord <laughs> has stood the test of time, my man. Yeah. I'm not a car guy. Oh, man. Movies. So I am a movie guy. So you would think. Me being a guy who edits movies for a living would be a movie guy. I am not. You're not a movie guy. I do not. I cannot stand to come home and watch TV. Oh. I only watch movies and TV when I'm specifically trying to figure something out or figure out how somebody did something. Wow. I honestly do not watch movies. Wow. So Mm -hmm. you can't... You can't go to the movie? Do you go to the movie theater? I go for the movies I did, and I'll go to like the opening to see how people react. And Huh. But yeah, I've been to the movie theater maybe two or three times in the past no five way. years. Yeah. But that makes sense, though. You talk to people that you know work at a fast food place, they don't eat the food. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, man. I don't watch a lot of TV. I mean, I do. I, I research what I have to research, but you know. What you researching? Nothing at the moment because we're still in the quarantine and there's no work to do. Uh, but but like for my day to day job, I have to research a lot of specs and you know just figure out how to get one thing to talk to another. Or, you know, to make it all work. To make it all work. To make it all be in sync and <laughs> harmony. Sync is a thing. That's stressful. It can be very stressful. It can be very stressful. Because yeah. sometimes things don't work. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of times it's putting out fires. Lots of fires. Lots of fires. It just starts out on fire and you just try to maintain the fire from getting too big. <laughs> it starts out as a big fire. <laughs> it's just always You're Just on keeping fire. it from getting, yes. <laughs> yes. Keeping it from getting too big. Yeah. No, no. I'm with you on that. Um, it's always a fire. It's always on fire. It never ends. Isn't That's that everything, though? Like, it is everything. Isn't that just kind of life? It never ends. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what's. That's what's. That's one thing that's crazy about everything that goes on. It's just as we still continue. We still yeah. have to continue. Yeah, the going, world's. Buddy. The world's. The world's changed. Stuff is going on. So, and, and, and there's another thing that really uh, David Goggins says that I really take to heart, which is. You never arrive. You got to live that way. You never arrive. I, that guy is a machine. I mean, I, I, have you, you read his book, right? Absolutely. Oh, many times. <laughs> book reviews. We can do book reviews too. Oh, we could do some book reviews. We could do some book reviews. I read books. I read a lot. Yeah. That's what I like to do in my downtime. I like to quote the great Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> I don't drink, but I drink and I know things, right? I read a lot. So, yeah. We could do book reviews. Book reviews are cool. Um, what else? Um, shoot, man. Uh, I got nothing else to say. We've been rolling for 48 minutes. 48 minutes. That's not a bad start for a first podcast. That's not a bad start for a first podcast. So big thing I want to say is that uh, I'm excited about the upcoming event the NFC uh, Blue Belt I think there's some uh, really good um, competitors out there uh, one, my boy Alex I'm with my boy Alex I want Alex on the podcast my boy Alex hard I thought about entering but just no not coming out of the corona quarantine yeah not coming out of the corona quarantine well I'll tell you in the over the over, I didn't say this. I don't think we said this, and it needs, this needs to be said, but the over 175 uh, group, um, we didn't even talk about Travis Suge. I know. Suge is good. Yeah, he's, he's very good. Beast. So um, that's going to be good. I, I, but I wish, I, wish my, I wish my boy Jason Valdez was in it. I don't know why he won't. I don't know, man. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to get that that message into his head. You know, Jason, Jason, go, go Jason, do it, <laughs> do it. Uh, yeah. So you know, coming out of this is going to be kind of rocky head start, but my cardio the, was garbage. My cardio still is garbage. It's so garbage. I had to. I trained with Tex on Saturday. Garbage cardio. Yeah, text killed every. Text kills everybody. Just what he's supposed to do. No, like text murders everybody. Yeah, 
but he just, yeah, he, he's like competing against like Gordon Ryan Bouchesha. He did compete against Gordon Ryan Bouchesha. In like a six month period. That's amazing. So let me ask you something, Barry. So let's use doc math. Okay. <laughs> so here comes doc math. The doc math. All right. So for those that don't know, this is, um, this is referring to, um, Dr. Christopher Horosti. Powerful um, doc. Uh, powerful Dr. Christopher. Powerful Dr. Christopher Horosti, who is also a jujitsu phenom and legend in the Atlanta area whose story needs to be told. Uh, he, uh, he, he is just a beast. And I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, were you trying to use your jujitsu math? The doc jujitsu math? Doc. Yes. So for text, if I, Okay, Barry. If I can keep Tex off me for two minutes, does that mean I can hang with Bushesha for like two minutes, three minutes? It matters if Bushesha is angry. Because that that's the thing with him. Like, he's pretty nice until he's not. Right. And he, like... The last ADCC, I didn't never, he like, he never came, like that side of him never really showed up. Right. The angry Bushesha where he just, right. Like, just tries to maul you constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Or he has that, or he has that last, last couple second explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's so just, imagine what, what, which Bushesha you're fighting. <laughs> which Bushesha? That's a good point. Pissed off Bushesha. I don't think anyone. Yeah. So Doc, so Doc basically takes the math and. You know, goes with if he if he went with someone that was good for five minutes or or beat them and then they were able to hang with Mushesh or so he would be like, yeah, I can hang with. So I love that guy. So he's stout for for his age, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can be that. I want to I want to I want to look just like him when I'm when I'm his age. I mean, I just I, I just want to be able to train, man. And he like I said, man, is this, it's not that. Listen, it's it's like he gives these high level guys like really good training and beats beats a lot of them, and it's crazy. It's crazy to even say that that there's a human being out there that's fifty years old, who's an orthopedic surgeon, who's also an orthopedic surgeon. So not only can he break you, but he can fix you. He fixed me. He's got a busy life. Busy life. Comes in wearing his gown. Right? He wears the scrubs. Comes in, wears the scrubs, changes into his gi, gets on the mat, skips the warm up like a boss. Never does technique. I'm a big fan of skipping the warm up. I've know. never seen Doc participate in technique <laughs> for the past decade. <laughs> he shows up right on time when everybody's shaking hands, starting to train. And then he comes in and kills you. The way it should be. It's awesome. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to training on Thursday. No gi. Are you coming Thursday? I'm going in tomorrow morning for sure. Thursday I'll be out of town. Oh, I'm leaving out of town Thursday morning. So how often do you want to do this podcast? I say how often? How often do you want to do the podcast? That is a good question. Let's see how this one rolls out. Yeah. Because I know I jacked a lot of this up. 
We didn't stay on task. That's okay. We never stay on task. I'm not going to stay on task. I mess up. I'll get in like tangents. The ADD podcast. Yes. <laughs> the ADD podcast. That but way. hey, this is this is our first one. We did we got through it and we did an hour. We did an hour. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So first that's, time, you know. Not bad. Yeah, no. I feel I feel good, you know. Uh uh. I'm a podcaster. You're yeah, now you can put that on your resume, right? D- they do that, don't they? Influencer. Influencer. Ugh. I don't know if I'm a good influencer. I'm not a good influencer. I'm not a good influencer either. It's just what they say. I don't think they're good influencers. I don't think they are either. And it's just the word. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> frankly. Frankly. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do we got coming up? Um, again, Smith BJJ, we're operating, ready to go, ready to train. So I'm if you want to come, guys. come train some jujitsu. If you want to train in the bed, bath, and beyond the jujitsu, come see me. Smith BJJ clean. Uh, we have a really good program, uh, really good people. Uh, we also just um, want to give a shout out to um, also uh, my friend's company. Um, what is it? I can't remember. Well, whatever. I was going to try and give some shout outs to people. Brain fart. Yeah. I can't. That's probably because I'm tired. It's, it's tired from training. It's yeah. past his bedtime. I usually, I'm usually in bed by like ten. You gotta tuck him in. It's ten twenty. I gotta drive home. So, well, all thanks right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. We'll be back. Um, uh, we'll do some play by plays. I like that. Yeah, we'll get it. I like to do some play by plays. We'll migrate to video at some point. Migrate to video, but um, I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope to see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Good night.